this is Dr. Mob live from Vegas. In the background, take five, and since um, we've had the um, the bad news of the passing of Joe Morello, uh, the drummer on this, uh, with the Dave Brubeck group at this time, I want to continue to play the whole tune um, in tribute to the great drummer Joe Morello. Dave Brubeck Quartet, that featured um, 
the great Dave Brubeck on piano, Paul Desmond on alto sax, Jack Six on bass, and the, the wonderful, great uh, Joe Morello on drums. Joe, rest in peace. I also want to mention another passing of a, a great blues legend, Pine Top Perkins, who passed away uh, uh, in the past couple of weeks, and uh, another, another great uh, musical artist that we lost. Well, I got a lot of things to talk about today. I have some guests coming on. Our phone number here is 441-3000. That's 441-3000. Or if you're somewhere else in the world, our toll-free number is 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. The Las Vegas, I brought, as you know, I'm broadcasting live from Las Vegas, and I want to mention that Las Vegas has a new attraction that opened um, last week, and I, I should it was new last week. And, you know, there may be something new this week. <laughs> you never know in Las Vegas. But I want to mention that the, um, that the mob um, uh, experience at the Tropicana has opened, and it's a really interesting experience. Uh, when you enter the mob experience, you um, partake in different uh, venues of um, uh, nightclubs and bars and and street corners, and you meet some very interesting actors who portray mobsters. And it's a real fun show. It's, um, it takes you through um, some history of the mob. And, and then after you go through and uh, meet all the uh, mob characters, then you go to the museum and you see some of the um, furniture and uh, collections uh, from... Well-known mobsters like um, Bugsy Siegel and Mickey Cohen and, and Tony Spilatro and um, Maya Lansky, and it's it's a very interesting experience. And uh, not to be confused with the Mob Museum that will be opening, um, I think next year. But this is a very very fun uh, experience, and I think uh, you'll really enjoy it if you want to check it out. The Mob Experience is um, at the Tropicana Hotel, and it's open daily. I want to mention a, a new product that I recently uh, saw at one of the trade shows here in town. It's called the Butane Screw Thing. It's finally the only tool specifically designed to purge the tank and adjust the flame. No more ruining lighters. The Butane Screw Thing fits most refillable butane lighters, and it comes with a storage pouch. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the Butane Screw Thing. So. If you want to check out the uh, the butane screw thing, get more information on it, you can go to their website. Now, this is all one word, butanescrewthing.com, B-U-T-A-N-E-S-C-R-E-W-T-H-I-N-G.com, butanescrewthing.com. I was recently in um, Oxnard uh, in Ventura, California, and um, I want to mention the um, some of the great places, uh, the wineries and the, and the restaurants that I visited. Um, I was supposed to have Byron uh, Best on, but something may have come up and he he, he hasn't called in, so we'll we'll do it on our own without without Byron. Uh, I want to mention that Island Packers in Ventura County and Ventura Harbor is a very 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 interesting uh, company. They take you on tours in different places in the Ventura area, and I took the uh, the tour to um, one of the islands, uh, the um, the islands, and I went to Santa Cruz, and it's really, really, really a nice nice cruise and a nice day uh, on Santa Cruz Island. Um, and if you want, you want to check them out, you can you can call. Um, Island Packers there at 805-642-1393. That's 805-642-1393. They're in um, Ventura Harbor. And, um, you know, Ventura Harbor is the largest market squid offloading facility on the West Coast in terms of number of tons. So in case you didn't know that. And while you're in Ventura Harbor, I want to mention a wonderful restaurant I went to. It's called The Greek at the Harbor. The Greek at the Harbor is a terrific, terrific restaurant. If you like, especially if you like Greek food, and uh, my buddy Mike there is, a, is a, doing a wonderful job. He has a terrific restaurant, and uh, you've got to check this out if you're in the um, 
Ventura area, or if you're planning a trip to California, the Greek at the harbor, they have a waterfront patio. Um, I dined on the, on the waterfront patio. They, uh, they have uh, belly dancing and Greek dancing shows. And it's just a wonderful place. The food is terrific. Uh, the service is great. And I'm sure you'll really like it if you, if you check out the Greek at the harbor. And uh, they're in Ventura Harbor. Now, I went to the, um, one, of the one of the highlights of my trip was the, um, the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library and Museum. This is in Simi Valley, not, not very far from Oxnard, where I was staying. And this is really, really a highlight. I mean, this, this is a place you have to go. You have to visit the Ronald Reagan um, Museum, Library and Museum. It's just, a, just absolutely wonderful. And, and one of the great things about the, um, the Reagan Library and uh, Museum, they have Air Force One enclosed inside the, the building, and you get to go on Air Force One, and it's quite a thing to, to see, quite a thing to be on in the Air Force One Pavilion. They have a pavilion theater. They have a Flights of Freedom Gallery, a dividing wall. Um, when, when, you, when you step back in time and uh, see the manifestation of the Iron Curtain, they have a Cold War Gallery. Um, they have a flying White House mural. Uh, they have the presidential motorcade. Marine One helicopter. It's just, it's just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful attraction. And um, presidential libraries are not libraries in the usual sense. They are archives and museums, preserving the written record and physical history of our presidents, while providing special programs and exhibits that serve their communities. And and, and beginning a tradition that continues to this day, President Roosevelt raised private funds and built a library which he gave to the U.S. government for operations with the National Archives. And in 1955, this process became law when the U.S. Congress passed the Presidential Libraries Act. This, but uh, this Presidential Library is, is one of the best I've ever been to, and, and you've got to go to the Presidential Library, Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. They're in Simi Valley, California, and you can go to ReaganFoundation.org for more information. And while you're there in Semi Valley, there's a very interesting restaurant. Now I was I was referred to this restaurant under a different name and a different type of a menu. But when I got there, the name had been changed. I guess in November, and they changed their menu. And the the new name is called Sliders Bar and Grill. I don't want to give you the old name so you don't get confused. And it really wasn't what I expected. And I thought I was I was going to be disappointed because it wasn't the type of restaurant I was looking uh, to review. But really, it is a nice place. It's a, it's a fun place. It's Sliders Bar and Grill. And what they do is they feature 28 sliders. And they have snacks and appetizers and the flatbreads. And I had the um, uh, the, the colossal onion rings and the, uh, the French fries are terrific. Um, for an appetizer, I had a spicy tuna tata, which is ahi tuna with green onions and Sriracha uh, chili on crispy wontons, and uh, I had a couple of sliders, a little fishy, which is beer battered fish, crispy iceberg lettuce, and a cilantro lime tartar sauce, and the king porto, which is a portobello mushroom saute with fresh herbs, topped with crispy onion, spinach, and, and blue cheese sauce. And and for dessert, they even have a slider for dessert. They have profiteroles ice cream sliders, which are miniature cream puffs, filled with ice cream and served with warm chocolate sauce. It's a wonderful place. It's at 1555 Simi Valley Town Center Way. And if uh, if you're going to the Reagan Library, which you definitely should uh, go to, then uh, check out Sliders Bar and Grill. It's a fun place. They have um, uh, interesting beers, and uh, you just really, you'll really like it. Right now, let's listen to um, Coleman Hawkins and Body and Soul. Mm-hmm. 
Convention and Visitors Bureau uh, puts on a wine, chocolate, and cheese tour, and where you can indulge in Oxnard's newest adventure and enjoy delicious wines, delectable chocolates, and delightful cheeses on the wine, chocolate, and cheese tour. Uh, you can um, go on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, the only difference between Saturday and Sunday, one of the wineries, which is kosher, the Herzog Wine Cellars, is not open on Saturday, so that's replaced with um, Consensio Cellars. Uh, Sunday which is the day I went, uh, they, they take you to some really, really, really nice um, wineries, and um, it's just a great treat. I want to mention the, uh, the wineries that I, that I went to and, um, and, and talk about the wonderful wines. Uh, we started off by going to the Rancho Ventavo Cellars. Now, this is where you step back in time and experience uh, Exquisite red wine collection and a charming, a 1902 Victorian home. Rancho Ventavo creates wines in such rich color, depth, and flavor from select California vineyards that Carlos Grandi from ABC's Channel 7, Eyewitness News, said, if you like red wine, this is the place for you. That's all they make is red wine. And there's wonderful wines, and, and, and the house is, is terrific. The house uh, where the winery is is beautiful. It's, it's in a place called Heritage Square. And these are all turn-of-the-century homes that were moved from different parts of Oxnard into this one square. And they, these are all original homes, and it's a beautiful place. And, and while, you're, while you're there, after you, um, after you uh, trace the wines at Rancho Ventavo Cellars, then you go to La Dolce Vita Restaurant, which is uh, right, right across from the, um, um, the Rancho Ventavo Cellars. And it's a wonderful little restaurant, terrific food, nice service and a really pleasant atmosphere. Now, the next winery we go to is the Herzog Wine Cellars. The Herzog Wine Cellars is an ancient tradition with a new standard. The Herzog Wine Cellars has been around for eight generations. It's a modern winemaking facility and combines state-of-the-art technology with hands-on approach to artisan winemaking. The Herzog Wine Cellars is truly a testament to the Herzog's family, eight generation long commitment to making great wine. Now, the Herzog Wine Cellars, I'll, uh, I'll talk a little bit longer now because I, I visited them twice. And uh, I visited them without going on a tour. And they have a restaurant called uh, Tierra Sur. Now, Tierra Sur is a wonderful, wonderful restaurant. And it's, it's, a, it's really a five star restaurant. They, they, it's just a great, great restaurant. Um, it's, it's a kosher restaurant, but you don't have to be kosher or Jewish to eat there. It's a wonderful place. And I started off with um, a roasted Weiser Farms beets with red salad lettuce, red hot fried shallots, and pomegranate vinaigrette. And then I tried the, um, the wonderful um, Scottish salmon with purple Peruvian potatoes, Tarmasalata, cop roll mayonnaise, pickles zucchini, and sea beans. Oh man, this restaurant 
is is a really gourmet treat. It's a wonderful, wonderful restaurant, and you've got to check it out. And and the chocolates that are on this uh, uh, wine t- uh, chocolate and cheese tour comes from the uh, Herzog uh, wine cellars, and they're non non dairy uh, chocolates, so you can eat them while you're dining at the Herzog wine cellars. They have some really nice wines, um, especially. Uh, the Edna Valley Syrah, which is a Herzog Special Reserve. And I'll, I'll give you a little tip. They have a special uh, Baron uh, Herzog Pinot Noir, which you can't get anywhere else uh, except by going to the winery because it's in such short supply. And another wonderful wonderful wine is the Cabernet from Napa Valley. So if you want to try, try some great wines, you got to go to the Herzog Wine Cellars. And um, if you go on the tour with the um, California Welcome Center for Wine and Cheese, Cheese and Chocolate Tour. Uh, you'd have to go on Sunday if you want to include Herzog Winery. Now, the next uh, winery we went to was the Magnavino Cellars. This is a unique experience awaiting you. You enjoy premium red and white wines in a tasting room featuring vineyard murals and stamped concrete floors that look like stone. Skylights give you the feeling of tasting in an outdoor Tuscan courtyard with a rustic wood pergola and a stained concrete tasting counter, creating a warm and inviting atmosphere. Windows look into the barrel room, which will be open for tours and barrel tastings on the weekend. And the the, the winemaker, Robert Wagner, uh, is a wonderful guy. He really... He really um, Gives you a great tour. He really explains everything, and you can go and and get, have a tasting right out of the barrel. Uh, the Magnavino Cellars, wonderful, wonderful winery. And then we finished it up in Camarillo with the Bella Victorian Vineyard, uh, the uh, small family-owned artisan winery and vineyard, and and beginning from their private vineyards, their wines are carefully handcrafted by family, from the vine all the way to the bottle. They specialize in small releases of estate wines and luxury wines that are elegant, well-balanced, and cuisine-compatible. And the eclectic tasting room and bistro in historic old-time Camarillo offers an enchanting, timeless, and simply unforgettable experience. And I want to thank George Reagan, who was a uh, 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 man there, and he did a terrific job. And uh, just a great, great experience on this, on this winery. Some really nice wineries. There are other wineries which I didn't get a chance to go to, but this... The Oxnard <clears throat> Convention and Visitors Bureau Wine, Chocolate, and Cheese Tour is absolutely wonderful. Uh, for and more information, you can call them at 805-988-0717. That's 805-988-0717. They're at the California Welcome Center in Oxnard, and it's a terrific, terrific uh, winery and uh, wine tour. Um, I'd like to do... Um, a little healing uh, poetry. I do some healing, and um, uh, the powers that be uh, were a little bit upset with my hypnosis. A little bit upset with my hypnosis, and um, I'm going to do some poetry with some musical background. I don't know if I have Rich on the line yet. Rich is not on the line. Okay, Rich is not on the line yet. So let me do this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some music in the background. Some, some beautiful Native uh, flute music, Native American by um, R. Carlos Nakai. And uh, I'm going I'm to do this uh, healing poetry on, over the music. Okay, Bill, Bill, Bill queued up uh, something that I was going to play later. So um, we're going to do R. Carlos Nakai. <laughs> and... Um, and some beautiful Native American flute music. And I'm going to do a, a poem from a book that I found at the um, Maritime Museum in Oxnard. It's called The Sea Over and Under, and they're poems by James W. Vernon. And this poem is called The Voyage from Hypnosis to Torpor. <laughs>
blowing cigarettes and added by whispering men. Faint light, an officer logged each event. Sacred scriptures. I, I look out. Like the universe. and I think you'll enjoy Bill? Bill, no theme. All right, you're back. I'm back. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about the, the wonderful orchestra of the Las Vegas Philharmonic. It's one of the great orchestras of Las Vegas, and they had a Pops concert, Pops 3, um, a couple weeks ago. And uh, uh, the Las Vegas Philharmonic is conducted by David Itkin, and he had some wonderful singers. And I want to really mention... The, the the wonderful voice of John Sobel, who um, who sang um, one of the songs she sang was was unbelievable. This great soprano, uh, John Sobel, uh, sang uh, "Climb Every Mountain." It, it really was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful piece of music. Uh, one of the best I've ever, I've heard in a long, long time from a from a terrific soprano. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, let's see, I've got. Uh, while I was in Oxnard, I dined at another restaurant called Capistrano, and uh, Capistrano was um, was a very interesting uh, little restaurant. It's 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 sort of an it's a tiki hut, an Italian restaurant with a huge round tiki hut ceiling. <laughs> and nice service, nice atmosphere, interesting food. Uh, Capistrano, it's in the Embassy Suites Hotel. In Oxnard, California, and um, and if you're in Oxnard, uh, you might want to try the Capistrano restaurant. Our phone number again is four four one three thousand. That's four four one three thousand. If you're somewhere else in the world, our phone number is toll free eight six six eight two six one three four zero. That's eight six six eight two six one three four zero. A little bit of music. 
while I'm waiting for my next guest. And here's uh, Tony Bennett in Stranger in Paradise. Take my hand, I'm a stranger in paradise, all lost in a wonderland, a stranger in paradise, if I stand starry-eyed, that's a danger in paradise. Stand beside an angel like you. I saw your face, and I ascended out of the commonplace. despair from all that I hunger for but open your angel's arms to the stranger in paradise and tell him that he need be a stranger no more. Hello, Rich. Hello there. How you doing? Can you speak up a little? You're, I'm, I'm, I can't hear you that well. Oh, you bet. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, Richard, is your last name pronounced Dubé or Dubé? Dubé. Dubé. Okay. Rich Dubé, I have on the line with me. He's um, he's a flute maker with Northern Spirit Flutes up in Saskatoon in Saskatchewan. And um, uh, he, he, he's a, he makes some really, really nice flutes. And he's got a wonderful uh, memorial scholarship we want to talk about. And um, I don't know if you were listening to the show, but I just played a little bit of um, Carlos Nakai. Oh, no, I did. I missed that. Yeah, I played a little bit of Carlos Nakai, and I did a little poetry along with his, along with his music. So I, um, uh, he's such a great, he's such a great uh, native flute player that, you know, he's wonderful. Oh, yeah, I love Carlos's music. Yeah, he was, um, he was, he was in, um, in Vegas, too, last week, so... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, Rich, um, you're a flute maker. Yes. And you sent me um, this this flute. is um, It's a very interesting flute. It's 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 not like your normal wooden Native American flute. It's made of um, food grade ABS plastic. Yeah, that's correct. And um, it's 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 really good, wonderful tuning. I was really impressed. I, I received it yesterday. Oh, great. I was really was impressed with this flute, and um, it's just um, it has a terrific sound. And, and and one thing I noticed about it, it's a lot easier to play. I mean, I've, I've been playing for a long time, but 
but it seems a lot easier to play, especially for a beginner, um, than, than a wooden flute. Well, you know, it all depends on the flute maker. I, I, I have some flutes, uh, you know, like uh, an Ed Rebeck flute that plays very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to vary. The, the, the thing that I try to do here, because I teach kids, mm-hmm. is I try, to, I, I try to make it as playable as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, for, for, uh, and for smaller hands, you know, so uh, the, the kids can get, get started on it, but also to have, you know, a gentle tone, too, so that the kids are going to, you know, and teachers are going to enjoy uh, teaching them and listening to them. Uh, so uh, I, I spent a lot of time on, the, on working with the mold maker on the design for the parts for the flute, and then I spent a lot of time on uh, making sure that the tuning was, was good so that uh, when you want to play with other instruments that you can do that. And that's, that's kind of one of the reasons that I got into the flute making is, is I, uh, I had purchased some inexpensive uh, plastic flutes when I first started doing this about, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, they were, in, you know, pitched in F-sharp minor, and they were also not very well in tune with them, within themselves. And then to play with other instruments in the music class, it was really difficult to try to, to be able to play in the keys to play along with that key. Mm-hmm. And so I started experimenting with, you know, trying to work with the sound mechanism and, and, and getting that figured out. And then I started making flutes first out of food, uh, uh, PVC tubing until I found out there was concerns with carcinogens in it. And then mm-hmm. that's when I switched to the food-grade plastic and then kind of went whole hog here and started making uh, the mold and, and, and getting, you know, the difficult part of making a flute kind of out of the picture for, for teachers who want to make flutes with their students. And that's kind of what's driven me along the way is, is wanting to make it accessible to other class, uh, classroom or music teachers who want to make Native American flutes with their students and want to share the beauty of the flute with their kids. Right. Now, uh, this, this, your flute is, is tuned to what, what key? It's a mid-A flute. Mid-A. It, okay. Yeah, so then it'll play uh, from C above middle C to an octave higher and then down uh, to A just above middle C on a piano. Right. Uh, it's, it's the, the sound is really, really great, and, um, and it's, it's an indestructible flute. So, you know, if you're a flute player and you're traveling or you, you want to take your flute with you, you can carry it in your backpack, you can knock it around, and, and uh, it's different than a wooden flute. It's, it's, it's indestructible. Well, that, yeah, that's the beauty of it. You know, like, uh, if you've got a really nice wooden flute, you don't want to be necessarily taking that out with your camping. You know, right. if you, and the other thing, a comment from a fellow who made one this summer with me at the International Native American Flute Association conference is he lives in an area where the humidity is really high. So his, his wooden flutes just wet out. You know, when it's 80% humidity, it doesn't take long and you can't play anymore. And uh-huh. uh, he said he had his, his uh, northern spirit flute out in 80, uh, 80% humidity and it just played like a charm for him. Okay, so that's great. So all my all my wooden flutes are wonderful uh, here in Vegas because it's it's so dry. <laughs> and uh, when I go to Florida next month, I, I'll just take my um, I'll just take your flute along with me. <laughs> yeah, then you don't have to worry about it, you know, wetting out or, or warping or anything like that. Right. There's another right. fellow too who's he works. Uh, I, I forget. I think with the water company in his community. Uh, and he said he doesn't like to have. He likes to play his flute when he has a bit of a break, but he doesn't like taking his wooden flute because it's. I think it was in Texas, where it's hot, and doesn't uh-huh. want to leave it in his vehicle. You know, because uh, it might get damaged from the heat. So you know, you know I, I got to tell you a funny story. I, I have I have about eight or nine flutes, and I have all different um, sizes and shapes and and. Um, and different manufacturers, different uh, native manufacturers, and I have this one flute. Uh, it's a Navajo flute, and I took it with me on a trip to um, the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. Well, when I got back, the flute was no longer in my bag. Oh, I I, I thought I, I thought that I had. Um, um, Left it there. I called the uh, the place where I was staying, and they said they didn't find it. And we went crazy looking for this flute. And um, about three months later, I was going on another trip, and they had me walking through my patio. And I don't know why I looked down in this one spot, but there was this, this flute laying there, three months, outdoors in the um, 
in the in the in the in the, in the well, it's dry, it's dry here, but we had rain during that time and some crazy weather. And there was this float laying there that it somehow fell out of my bag, and I never noticed where it fell. And, <laughs> and it still oh, plays. <laughs> yeah. After three months laying in the dirt. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's very oh, well, that's it's, great that it still played. It was very interesting. And you also do flutes for kids. So you make, so your flute can come already made, uh, mm-hmm. uh, comes as a kit. So, so teachers can teach their, their kids how to make these flutes. That's right, yeah. And that, that, that's kind of, that, for me, that's been a real cool part of it all, is uh, uh-huh. when kids get a chance to do something hands-on, you know, they're the ones holding the drill, or, you know, an adult lines the drill up, but the kid is actually pressing the, the, the trigger on the drill to drill the holes. Uh-huh. So they drill all the holes themselves, and then they assemble the parts and put the flute together. And uh, it's very straightforward. You know, uh, uh, people can watch the, the video on YouTube on how to do it. Um, and then the kids just feel that sense of accomplishment because they put it together and it sounds right and, and it's in tune. All the, you know, everything works for them. And then I even have my students, I have them take it to the next level where they sand the, uh, the outside of the tubing and, they, and then they paint it and really personalize the flute themselves. Yeah, it's, it's a nice kit, you know, like you send me a kit along, along with a, a ready-made flute, and it's a really, really nice kit, and it's great for, you know, for kids that want to get involved in, uh, in making flutes. Now, if, if my listeners want to uh, look at your flutes, uh, your website is? Uh, www.northernspiritflutes.net. Okay, all one word, Northern Spirit Flutes. .net, and if they want a short way of getting there, they can also do uh, www.f4k.ca. Uh-huh, okay. And that's just oh, a short way um, that gets you to... I want to talk about uh, this memorial scholarship. Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, um, you created uh, this scholarship in the name of Hawk Little John? Well, with the, with the uh, International Native American Flute Association. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and that, it's kind of traces itself back to the Songkeepers DVD, uh-huh. uh, which originally came out in 1999 in the VHS format. Uh-huh. And I'd purchased it, for, I think, from the Oregon Food Store and used it with my students and just loved the video. It was just packed full of, of uh, incredible uh, cultural information and history of the flute from uh, Carlos Nakai, uh, Kevin Locke, Tom Mochety Ware, uh, Hawk Little John, uh, Dr. Richard Payne, uh, it, it, and it's just got, it's uh, and Sonny Nevaquea uh, is in there as well, um, and I just the Hawk Little John is probably the you know one of the people in there that ju- it just moved me the way he speaks in there about the, the flute and having learned to make flutes from his grandfather, and uh, so as I was teaching and I kept using the VHS version of it, I just found that it was a little bit long for my students, so I tracked down the producer and asked him if I could make. Uh, you know, get a. I wanted to purchase a, a DVD of it, and they, it, there wasn't one that was available and affordable. And he gave me permission to do a, a re-edit of it. And so you get the original 48-minute uh, video, but you also get eight separate thematic uh, sections that you can use if you're a teacher with students, or you can just enjoy yourself as well. And, and, a, and a percentage of the proceeds is going to the Hawk Little John Memorial Scholarship, correct? That's correct. Anybody who purchases a, purchases a DVD from, from Northern Spirit Flutes from me, I, I take 10% of the sale price, and that goes into a scholarship with the International Native American Flute Association. Uh, okay. Hawk has since passed on, and, and it's uh, just a way of kind of honoring the wisdom that he you know, has the ability to continue sharing through the DVD. And uh, I just felt it was something that was important to do. That's wonderful. And Hawk Little John was a, was a Cherokee flute maker? That's correct. Yeah, was he was he also a medicine man? You know, I'm that part. I'm not sure of myself, but mm-hmm. uh, the way he speaks, I wouldn't be surprised. He just uh, speaks with such wisdom and, and speaks from the heart. So, information on on the uh, on the DVD is also on your website, correct? That's correct. Yeah. All right. So let's go over this your food again. Um, it, it's um, it's made of um, food grade ABS plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's practically, in the, I, I shouldn't say practically, it's indestructible. 
And uh, unless I guess unless a, a big guy like me starts dancing on it or something. <laughs> but it sounds wonderful. Um, it's 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 an easy um, it's an easy flute to to play. I mean, it it, it just it, the, when you blow into it, it's just so easy. It's amazing. Yeah, well, that, that's yeah, that's been the goal, you know. And the nice thing is, you can get the high notes on, out of it as well, and uh-huh. they play very easily. That that's one of the goals I have as well, just to have that range uh, for playing. And people can, if you know, if people are curious about hearing it, they can go to uh, YouTube and type in Northern Spirit Flutes, or they can go to uh, the website, and there's a couple uh, recordings on there as well. All right. So your website again is www.northernspiritflutes.net or uh, f4k.ca. Okay, great. Hey, Rich, um, thanks for coming on my show. Thanks for the flute, and um, um, we'll, we'll do this again sometime. That sounds great. Wonderful talking with you. Yeah. Okay, that was Rich Dubai of um, of the... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was. I had something. I'm. I'm just watching the Celtics get beat here. Uh, uh, and, and Bill, you know, you asked me before if I was a if I was a wise guy from New York, but I'm really not. I'm just a an old uh, Red Sox fan, which I don't want to talk about from Boston. Uh, I rather not talk about the the Red Sox or the other uh, other uh, Rays uh, right now. <laughs> But I, but I guess big red, big, big red, big red machine. There uh, last week, uh, that was a, a northern spirit flutes. I thought it was uh, uh, big red machine. Huh? I thought the big red machine's doing good right now. The big red machine. That's right, Boston Red Sox fan. <laughs> the big red. You mean the, the Cincinnati? That's right. They're the number one team in baseball. Is that where you're from? That's where I'm from. I saw them play. I saw them play the Cubs here in Las Vegas um, last month. They they played a spring training game here. I don't understand why Cincinnati Reds are in Phoenix, Arizona. I have the slightest idea. They should be in Florida. Well, they they come they come to, they came to Vegas uh, to play one uh, one spring training game, and they played the Cubs, and they were getting beat. Uh, I, I think it was like. Uh, um, nine to six or eight to or eight to five, something like that. And the last of the ninth, they they put on a rally and came on and won the game. Yeah, they're doing they're doing fantastic, man. I, it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I'm a I'm a I'm a Phillies basher, so I'm I hope the the Reds do well. <laughs> oh yeah, oh you're you're a Philly basher, huh? Yeah, I I, I bash those teams and and that that train in Tampa Bay, the Yankees and the Phillies. So tell me something about you. I have no idea who you are and what you do. I'm just uh, an old guy that's been on the radio for 35 years. I, I, I worked with Dave and Lola uh, back um, in the old days when they had the station here in Vegas. And uh, they're great people. I love Dave and Lola. I'm glad I found them again. Yeah, right and on. I, I said I've been on the radio 35 years. I, I'm a doctor of um, uh, energy healing and drum and flute therapy. And um, I've won awards for Mink Magazine when my show was on in Boston. And that's basically what I do. And I'm a big Red Sox fan, so, you know. Have you, <laughs> Which ha- I don't want to talk about right now. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever been on Roy Masters? I know, Roy, I know who Roy Masters is, but I've never been on with him, no. He's, he's got a great show, too. I like, the, I like he's, his show. He's, a, he's been around long, longer than I have, so. <laughs> I think he's like 85. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Gary Garver's show is up next after yours here on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Right, and we got Dave Rubeck coming up with a Take 5 uh, to, to, to bring me out of here. Yeah. Uh, it was you got... great working with you, and um, looking forward to you again. By the way, I'll, I'm, I'm coming to Florida for a few months, and I'll be broadcasting from Boca my next show. Oh, when 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 you, when you going to Boca? Uh, the, the beginning of May. Oh, the beginning of May? Yeah, well, I have you... a home in Boca also. Will you be down there by, will you be there May the 18th? Yes, I will. Oh, well, I will come down that way because I'm coming that way. Okay. Um, after the show closes out, um, uh, we're still on the air talking, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. But I'm getting ready to put that day, take five. That's a pretty popular song. A lot of, a lot of talk show hosts use that. That's great music. 
Well, take take my phone number down. As a matter of fact, I want to give my phone number to anybody who wants some uh, distance healing. And uh, you can call me when you're coming into the Boca. I'll be there. It's 702-631-6278. Say it again. 702-631-6278. And if my listeners want some distance healing, they can call me and we can work on it for them. Excellent. Thanks, Bill. Thank you.